Welcome to the Art of Unraveling podcast. My name is Erin McGuire, and I'm an empowerment coach and guide here to empower you into feeling completely worthy of a business and life that you love. This podcast is the place to learn how to unravel anything keeping you from that abundant, beautiful life that you so deserve. Nothing is off limits here as we navigate life through psychology, science, and spirit. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of The Art of Unraveling. I'm Erin McGuire. Thank you for being here. Today, I wanted to just share a little bit about a retreat we just did and kind of the women, what they shared, because I was hearing such familiar stories. Like there were 20 women in this group, and a lot of them shared very similarly similar things that were going on with them. And I think it's just a good reminder for us. And I want to give you some ways to help yourself so that you don't experience burnout, so that you don't experience just being so exhausted with life. Because we also have to take responsibility that we've let ourselves get to that place. I know I had to do that. It's very easy to say that everything else around us is the problem, but A lot of times the problem is me, is you not making ourselves a priority, not making the time, setting aside the time to fill our cups back up. And so I'm going to give you some tools if you listen till the end on how to do that. Just very quick, very easy things you can do so that you are making habits that are healthy for you and help you to fill up your cup. Okay, so, and you know, all of that can sound great in theory, and I know everybody has different situations and scenarios in life, but I really do believe, you know, it doesn't have to take long to do this stuff. It can just take a few minutes, a few times a day. So keep that in mind when your brain wants to come up with the excuses as to why you can't do the things, because there's always a few minutes. There's always a few extra moments in the day. So when at the beginning of the retreat, we always go around in the circle and we kind of share like, well, what brought you here? What's your intention for the the retreat? And this was just a weekend long retreat. We do these twice a year in the Midwest once in the fall and once in the spring. And they're just great ways to renew yourself for this purpose alone. It's a weekend away from your busy life. It's a sacred pause. You know, it's a way to push the reset button and reconnect to yourself. And so a lot of the women shared, you know, particularly one woman, um, her words really stuck out to me, which were, Every area, in every area of her life, she is needed. She's a single mom of two boys. She's a massage therapist. And she's just like, I am just so exhausted. I am so tired of being needed by everyone. Other people shared how they had very busy jobs, you know, taking care of others, being nurses or, um, you know, busy jobs that required a lot of them and or families or family members that required a lot of them and just 
feeling really burnt out and not like they had anything left to give. And this is so common. It's so common for women in particular. It's that whole giving syndrome that we have, which is beautiful, but it's not beautiful when we are giving at expense of ourselves. And again, I know everybody's situation is different, but I'm just really going to speak on this and you see where it fits in for you. Yeah, I believe it's called the human giver syndrome that um, this one book, I think it's the burned out book, talks about. I did not read it, but I heard about this. And that human given, giver syndrome that says, you know, as women, we we have to give all. Even the to the point that like we are those taskmasters of the household. I bet if I if I had a bunch of women in front of me and I asked the question, who's the one that, you know, runs the household, make sure people make it to their appointments, uh, gets make sure that the dinner is ready or that everybody knows what they're eating or that sort of thing. I bet most women would raise their hand. And that in and of itself is a lot. A lot of you have multiple people in your family homes that you're doing that for, let alone maybe a job outside of the home, other family members, extended family, all the things. So it's really, really, really important that you are also prioritizing yourself in all of this. We had another woman who said something at the very end Um, At the end of the retreat, we always share what you want to take from this retreat and take into your life. And she said, I want to be better for myself, but not be better for myself so that I can give more to others. She's like, I just want to be better for myself for myself. And I thought that was so powerful because... Yeah, we do that too, don't we? We're like, okay, yeah, I need Aaron, I need to go fill up my cup so that I can be a better mom, a better wife, a better coworker, et cetera, et cetera. And all of that's fine and good, but again, where do you lie on this? And could you do this just for you? Can you be a better you just for you? Because you deserve it. And so this human giver syndrome, it's very highly connected to being a people pleaser, which a lot of women struggle with because a lot of us were raised in a way that said, you know, as a woman, your value comes in what you do for for others. To be that caretaker, to, to be it all. And nobody's saying any of that is bad. Like caretaking is a beautiful thing. It's again, it's not beautiful when it comes at the expense of yourself. And oftentimes it does because we forget. We just get in go mode. We get in do mode and we get kind of stuck in these habits and these patterns and we are slowly getting away from doing the things that we need to do for ourselves that fill up our cups. So, you know, whether that's resting, whether that's taking a day off from work, whether that's going on a retreat, whether that's taking a walk every lunch break. You have to find multiple things that work for you in that realm. Writing out a list of them would be really helpful so that you can pick from that list. Putting something into your calendar every day, you know, in the middle of your day, maybe stop, 
give yourself a reminder to stop and take five deep breaths. Or go step outside. So it's just so important. And another thing that came really clearly through at the beginning of the retreat was I I just felt from that woman telling me that she needs to be needed in every area of her life, that somebody needs her for something. It just became really important to me to share with the group that, you know, if you need some alone time, if you just need to walk away and be by yourself. Because some of us, our jobs require us to be talking to people all day, to be interacting with others. And a retreat is a good time to take those breaks. But oftentimes we get really excited because we're around like-minded people and we want to talk to them. And so it's a good reminder even throughout your week to take breaks by yourself. Again, maybe it's at your lunch break and you just walk, you know, drive to a park and go for a walk or take your lunch and eat it outside. Whatever it is with no phone. You know, alone time doesn't mean alone time to sit in front of the TV or scroll through your phone, but like quality alone time. Not that those things aren't quality, but if that's the way we're spending our alone time, we're not going to feel as fulfilled from that alone time as we would if we had just laid down and closed our eyes or, you know, taken a full nap or walked outside and listened to the birds. So I want you to think about that too, that maybe you're like, but I do take alone time, (laughs) you know, but what are you doing during that time? I read uh, something interesting recently where it was like this woman said that her grandmother every day would lay down for 30 minutes and she wouldn't sleep. She wouldn't be sleeping. She just closed her eyes. And when she was a little girl, she'd be like, well, grandma, why do you sleep every day for 30 minutes? And she said, I'm not sleeping. I'm listening. And it was her time to close out the world and go within and listen to her higher self, her source, her God, and get the answers that she needed. And she made it a daily habit, which brings me to my next point. And what I said at the beginning that I would give you some tips. So as the weekend ended, I got an email or a message from somebody and they said, hey, I'm getting nervous about returning to work tomorrow. How do I keep my Zen at work? How do I stay positive? Again, these people with these busy jobs and working with lots of people in high stress situations, it really starts to weigh on you. And my response to that was creating daily habits. A lot of people don't like the word discipline, but it is. It's like a discipline. You know, do something in the morning when you first wake up. If you like to meditate, even if you don't like to meditate, I encourage you to try it. Even just a few minutes. This does not have to take long. Or of mindfulness, of focusing on your breath, focusing on letting the thoughts pass like clouds in the sky, not attaching to any cloud Mindfulness is really about being present in the moment with what is. So if you're angry, 
You're present with the anger. You're not telling yourself, I shouldn't be angry right now. You're just being mindful of it. Again, you're watching how you feel, what you're thinking about, just like clouds passing in the sky. There's no attachment to those thoughts or those feelings. There's no judgment. So maybe it's just a, you know, a few minutes of a mindfulness practice or a different kind of meditation practice. Maybe it's a breathwork practice. Maybe it's shaking it out and dancing it out in the morning when you first get up or journaling. But having something that you do in the morning for anywhere from three to 11 or more minutes and in midday, putting a note in your phone to remind yourself to take a few deep breaths or go outside. And then maybe right before bed, you write some things you're grateful for from the day. Like make it very specific to the day so that you're encouraging your mind to start looking for the good in things. If you don't do that, you start looking for the negative in things because that's what we're wired to do biologically. Our brains are wired to look for any danger, any issues that may be in the environment. So if you find yourself getting stuck in negativity a lot, I recommend looking for the good. And we do that as a habit, as a practice, by writing down or you know, put whether you put it in your notes in your phone or hand write it out. But it's important to write it, the things that are good from the day. Little things, the littler, the better. Don't go super big. I'm grateful for my family. If you say the same things every day, then it, it's not as effective. If you say, I'm so grateful I looked, literally this happened to me just not that long ago. I was sitting outside on the front porch. I was grateful that I was getting to sit in the sun because here in Iowa, we are in the beginning of May and we are just coming out of winter and it's been cold and to be able to sit in the sun in a t-shirt is like super gratitude for that. But secondly, a bird made a noise above my head. So I looked up and I saw a big kind of aura circle around the sun that was like light blue and yellow like this big circle. And I haven't seen one of those in a long time. So I was like, oh my gosh, I took a picture of it, posted it to my stories on Instagram. And I was like, I am so excited to see this. Maybe you went for a walk and a dog stopped to give you a lick on your hand, right? Little things. Yesterday I went for a walk and I was smelling all the lilacs in the neighborhood. I love when the lilacs come out. It's like one of my favorite things. Those types of things. What can you find to be grateful for? These different types of things. Now, I recommend having something you do three times a day that can be literally one to three minutes. But the habits, the daily habits you start to create are going to be what keeps you zen, are going to be what keeps you out of burnout. So I hope this was helpful for you. It's so important that we start making ourselves a priority. I know you know this, but sometimes we need to like get really real with ourselves, and we got to stop blaming everything outside of us and all the things we have to do because that's being a victim to your circumstances. And as long as we're in that victimization, we are cut off from our own power source. So when I start getting real and I say, 
yeah, I've not been making myself a priority. I've not been doing the things I need to do. Then I can also say, and I'm going to change that. And here's what I'm going to do. Right? So take your power back. Own that you've maybe not been making yourself a priority if this is resonating for you. And then make a plan to change it and start simple. But make some daily habits that will restructure you. And if you want even more support on this uh, or any, you know, kind of topics like this, I'm having a new group program coming out. Uh, It's going to be around from being pressured to pleasure. Basically from living a life of pressuring yourself to being in a world where you're experiencing more pleasure in the world around you because it's so important. And I was the queen of putting all the pressure on myself all the time. And as I've been going through this healing journey I've been on and unraveling how much anxiety has controlled me, it just feels so foreign to live life uh, without that. And so I want to guide people through an experience of that. So that is coming up. I also do that one-on-one with people, do somatic healing work and energy work and all of that kind of stuff, coaching. And then I also have the nervous system reset program or my transforming trauma program that goes more into trauma, but also includes the nervous system reset. Those two are online self-paced programs. So you can pick your journey. If you want more live support, but you don't need necessarily one-on-one, I would recommend the group. If you feel that you really want somebody to be there with you to really hold your hand and walk you through this journey, then one-on-one support is where it's at. And if you're like, I don't really have a lot of time for all that. I want to be able to work on my own and I'm just starting to get into this, then the self-paced journey might be great for you. So reach out to me if you have any questions, but I hope this was helpful let me know in an email, in an Instagram message. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, or Pure, or TikTok at Pure Light Healing. But let me know which one of these you're going to go for. I'm really curious. And if you feel like you've not been making yourself a priority and you're ready to own that and take some steps forward, I'd love to hear from you. So, so grateful to each and every one of you. Share this with your friends or family members if it would resonate. And I hope you'll be back again to listen. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you liked this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. If you would like to connect with me more, you can find my website, my services, and my social media links all in the description of this episode. Remember, you are a beautiful and divine and powerful being, and it's time to own it.